Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, obviously, Andy and I had a look back uh, over the Premier League weekend. Um, away from the Premier League, Sutton United were promoted to the Football League from uh, the conference and uh, we spoke to the, their celebrity fan. One of, well, I know actually their celebrity fan. Uh, Tim Vine uh, joined us. We uh, chatted to him. We had some uh, clips of the midweek uh, pewter for you and there were some good ones in there. Andy and I just rabbited on about nothing much in particular. And we'll bring you that as well. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And a very nervy yeah. day for you uh, yesterday afternoon until <laughs> yeah. Gareth Bale came to the rescue. <laughs> Bailed us out, didn't he? Thank he, you very much. He certainly <laughs> did, yes. Honestly, it, that was just a microcosm of the whole season for Chelsea. Yeah. Good mean, job you haven't got a game left to play, eh? Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, honestly, I went to the doctor recently and my blood pressure's a little bit high. I know what it is. It's Timo, it's Timo Werner. Is that, that what he's done to you? He's killing me. He's killing me. That's a great honestly. headline. That's a headline. Timo Werner is killing me. There's a, there's so a podcast for today. Yeah. The Times said, oh, I mean, Mount missed a couple of chances in the first half. The Times said, oh, uh, Mount missed uh, Chelsea's one chance in the first half. One? They had at least five. I don't know what games these reporters go to. You could not so I've just got think this, Chelsea I've, had one chance. I've just got this image of you in hospital with high blood pressure. Perish the thought, of course. <laughs> and then suddenly uh, you just hear it. You're just dozing off and you hear, um, oh, hello. Yeah, he's just in that corner bed over there. And then here he is, bunch of flowers, hard-boiled eggs and nuts. It's Timo Werner. I couldn't talk, Andy. Ah, just apologising for uh, basically putting you in hospital. But, you know, it's so funny. You're watching the game and then suddenly they cut to Leicester and there's Kane. He's so clinical. Yeah. You think, no Chelsea player could do what Kane did with that first goal. Mm. Not I mean, I know he won't come to Chelsea, Only but if he, if he did... Sale, yeah. Oh, yeah, but if he did, honestly, I promise you, I mean, what a season he's had, Harry Kane. If he yeah. if he actually does go to City, he's going to get 50 goals. Well, no, that's the way they play, the chances they create, I think that's he's going to score 50 goals. At, uh, the other day, but maybe we can oh, do enough absolutely. in the summer. 
to uh, to twist his arm. But I do say, <laughs> uh, you don't often hug two of your oldest teammates and friends for a full 30 yeah. seconds on the centre circle uh, after you've beaten Leicester um, on the last day of the season, really, do you? It, it didn't quite no, feel I think like he clearly that. wants to go. I mean, it was hmm. interesting to hear Glenn Hoddle on breakfast saying, you know, well, he might not be able to go. You know, And, of course, he's right, Glenn. You know, he has yeah. got three years on his contract. But, you know, in the end... What good does it do to keep an unhappy no. player? And that's uh, difficult. But anyway, we'll see. Right, Andy, That'll just one, one thing on that subject. It does fit quite nicely with something we want to get the listeners going on this afternoon. Harry Redknapp and his, uh, his uh, son, Colin, yesterday was talking about when players want to leave and how difficult it is to get them to kind of concentrate and stay when they don't want to be there. And he said there was a player, he said a very well-known player whose name I'll keep quiet. And I was thinking, I wish yeah. you hadn't. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to move from the club I was manager of. And he said to me, if you don't sell me, I'll put one in my own goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is low, isn't it? That is low for yeah. a professional footballer. And next time I see Harry, I won't pass it on, but I will try and eke out of him. I think I know is. who that is. I'm not going to say, but I think oh, I okay. know Well, who we're that all is. keeping this sort of vow oh, of yeah, silence. We've got to, we? But anyway, um, we're, interested, uh, we're interested to hear this afternoon about did you ever deliberately score an own goal? And in what circumstances and maybe you were like 14 nil up in a meaningless game and you thought you know what just out of interest I'll stick one in my own net I mean it's got to be deliberate it's not just an own goal it's got to be a deliberate own goal I mentioned before at my school we had a, a lad when I played a junior school match we were about 10 11 years old and one of the boys there felt that he'd been picked on uh, by the teacher I think we were about four nil up and I saw his old bottom lip go, and it was a bit Gaza uh, Italian night. It was almost like have a word with him. So I thought, oh, he's going to start crying in a minute. So I mm. passed to him, um, and he just suddenly, Forrest Gump, just took off in the other direction, <laughs> running Broadway towards wrinkles. our keeper. No one knew what to do. They didn't know whether to tackle him or not. None of our boys were going to tackle him. And just crashed it into his own net, gave the old teacher the V, and uh, and then went off blubbing uh, on the other side of the pitch. Went off and oh, he got in a bit of trouble for that. But well, the repercussions um, were there. Yeah, well, I, d- I don't know. I can't. You know, they were quite brutal days. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> but anyway, he um, he did that. So we're interested to know in what circumstances did you score an own goal? Also, this may lead to something, Andy. Yesterday, t- with Tottenham two one down and the season sort of uh, you know dwindling away, I thought, what can I do now? I was I was walking around the kitchen thinking I can't concentrate on this anymore. I'm too low. So I'll go and do something that completely sums up our season. And it struck me, that because we'd had such bad weather, I don't want to go into too much detail because it is lunchtime, but all dog owners will be aware if they have a garden that um, the poo pickup. This is the point. You go into the garden with a, a succession of um, of bags and do the reverse bag situation, as Glenn probably called it on breakfast this morning. So I decided, and it had been a while, so I decided to go out and do that. What, it was a microcosm of Tottenham season. I'll go and clear up dog dirt in the rain. It's like, it was like self-flagellation. But, of course, I do all this and I, I pick it all up and as I open the door to come back in, um, Kaspers Michael's just punching one in. Yeah. And then the game turned. So it, it now struck me that every time Tottenham are losing in a game, in the build-up to the game, I'm going to have to leave what the dog's done in the garden and then go out there. If I was as superstitious as you are, I'd have to go out and do the poo pickup. So look, if, is there something you have to do, something you have to do when it's going wrong for your team? Andy you wishes to stick a Chelsea shirt on. Like, that would make yeah. a difference. Yeah, I've really. done that this season. I've changed clothes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's hopeless. It's ridiculous. It's nothing, so nothing let us works. Know. Get in touch on that and deliberately scoring 
scoring an own goal, we'd love to hear from you. Talksport.com forward slash agent J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TS agent J. And on, in the Brentford game uh, on Saturday, oh, yeah. uh, which I enjoyed, a mm. terrific game, actually. It was a good game, yeah. Uh, very good game. And I'm really... It, next Saturday, for me, could be the greatest day of my football-supporting career. Chelsea yeah. could win the Champions League and Brentford could be promoted. Or Swansea could win and so could City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be one of those. But anyway, the, the red card by Mepham. I mm. never understand players doing this. Christensen did this for Chelsea. And what is the point? Why don't you let Mbwemo go if he scores? Was all right. It's two one. You've got eleven players to get the game back. Yeah. This way, you've had it. You've absolutely had it. Well, you're down to ten men. You. It was absolutely the stupidest, stupidest red card I've ever seen. Just didn't need to do it. You don't. You had no idea whether Mbwemo would have scored. It was pointless. That's so early oh, in the game. Yeah. We've had, so, you know, I think, we've had one already. Deserved, really. uh, you wouldn't mind Timo Werner threatening to put one in his own net because he probably missed, says a Liverpool <laughs> oh, yeah. fan, quite oh, possibly. Well, well, Chelsea scored yesterday. The ball flashed across and it ended up at Chilwell who put it in. But Werner went for it. If he had it, he would have headed it wide. He would have, <laughs> he would have done He's he's just unbelievable. I mean, when he's offside, he scores. And when he's onside, he misses. He's... Yeah. he's oh. He could have but won the golden he, boot if he'd it stayed It was very inside. interesting to hear Chelsea, Chelsea fans defending him today. They all oh, stop having a go at him. They're saying to people, you think, even he thinks he's had a terrible season. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking last week. He said, I know, I've been terrible, haven't I, really? But yeah. what can you do? No, he's not a bad player. Oh, well. oh, he'll come good. He'll come good. Um, I scored an own goal on purpose, says Chad in Rams Bottoms, with a glancing header from a corner due to being dropped to the subs bench because of my attitude. Um, <laughs> we won the game easily, but the teacher <laughs> who dropped me was the ref, and he came up to me and said, you did that on purpose, didn't you? To which I replied, I know, sir. Childish, isn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Been telling us about scoring deliberate own goals. Harry Redknapp said in his son column yesterday that a player said, unless you sell me, um, I'll stick one in my own net. So deliberate own goals. Uh, listener said, I taught a lad to drive about 29 years ago. He was a keeper for an under-18 team. A penalty was given against his team. He complained and got a yellow. He then saved the penalty. The ref ordered a retake for encroachment, at which point the goalkeeper picked up the ball, put it on the penalty spot and blasted it into his own net, saying, "Here, yeah, ref, you got what you wanted. Second yellow, off. So that's a good story. So keep those coming. Danny, the Chelsea fan, was listening and he's got a story uh, Along similar lines. Good afternoon, Danny. Good afternoon. Are you well? Yeah, we're good. good yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. So, um, what did you get up to, Danny? Oh, I think it was 1995, Hazen High School versus Old Saints. Mm-hmm. I'd already put uh, two in the back of my own net. I was centre off back then. And uh, By accident, this well, was not on purpose. Yeah, yeah, well, the two were you one took a wicked deflection <laughs> and uh, went one way, the other one was a turn, and the third one. We had a corner against us, and I thought, you know what? A hat trick's a hat trick, isn't it? And I, uh, <laughs> you know, one for basking in glory and all that lot. But uh, yeah, I uh, climbed up top of me, uh, me centre half partner's shoulders, and, and fired it past Chris White and took back at net. And scored. So and, to and get, did they didn't give you the match ball, of course, I take it. No, what did the coach didn't. say? What did your manager say? Um, I can still feel the eyes kind of burn inside of me. No, it was uh, Mr. Lord, it was. He wasn't there. Uh, wasn't overly pleased, but I, I didn't I didn't run off and celebrate. I just had a bit of we were getting spanked four 0 by then anyway. So I thought, you know what, hat tricks and hat trick goals a goal. Um, yeah. I think at nineteen ninety five, I was in a high school, didn't have that many match balls, so I don't think they're up for. Uh, <laughs> so brilliant. I walked I walked off, and I think I think I got a, a midweek reprieve for the following game for some reason. I've not quite uh, 
not quite find out why I got dropped for the next game. But surely, in, <laughs> I, d- I just love the in, mindset. You know, you've scored two own goals by accident. You think, you know, I know a hat trick's a hat trick. It's not many people think like that. So, Danny, good man. Thanks very much for your call. Yep. All the best, chaps. Cheers, Cheers Danny. Yeah, Ch- Danny, the Chelsea fan. Keep those coming. Talksport.com. Yeah, Quite all them for a Chelsea fan. Oh, yeah, he really? was. Oh, yeah. A broad church, Andy. Uh, oh, yeah. I should have asked him, really. There's probably some sort of family yeah. reason why. Talksport.com. Text 81089. Tweet uh, TSH and Jake. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Hawksby and uh, Andy Jacobs here on Talksport. Now, you may remember earlier in the season, Charlie Baker, uh, Max Rushton's partner on a Saturday, and John Cadogan, our producer from the National Obsession podcast, went off to watch Torquay <laughs> play Sutton. Torquay United very much in the ascendancy then. Oh, and yes. a little bit of s housery from Charlie in the stands, despite being an invited guest. <laughs> but it's Sutton who've had the last laugh. <laughs> uh, and even Charlie was magnanimous, saying, if we weren't going to go up, I'm glad it's them. And that's probably because of our next guest, Charlie's fellow comedian and Sutton United fan, the man who invited them that day, Tim Vine. Good afternoon, Tim. <laughs> It's a great pleasure. Um, Thank you so much for having me on. And yes, the the last memory I have of the time I invited them was uh, it was John and Charlie, and there was a um, a talkie legend whose name I forget who was with us as well, and they were uh, threatening to start singing talkie songs and stuff in the Sutton car park. And uh, I I did say to Charlie, uh, fancy meeting a talkie for a sing song. So you've done it. I mean, uh, yeah. after all these years, historic. And it really is, yeah. And when saying after all these years is a phrase that it gets gets banded around sometimes when something's taken eight years or something. But 123 years as a non-league club, mm. and um, you know, that's, that's a very long time for a club to exist and uh, and be in in one particular tier. And we've now we're now in. What I've been saying to people is that that uh, we can get rid of the word non. I mean, for for all this time, we've been defined by the thing we weren't in. <laughs> Non-league club, that's the word non goes, and we're a league club. It's, I mean, they, it, I was at the game, and uh, and it, it was, it never honestly looked that much in doubt. I mean, I, they just played so well. There was a confidence, no sort of, sort of sense of panic at any stage. It was brilliant to watch. And I was reading about the club. I mean, it's it's typical of a, a non-league club. There's a, a real big family sort of effort, isn't it? There's yeah, a, there's a yeah. good feeling around the club. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And Bruce Elliott, the chairman, is is uh, I, I think he's, I think he's hilarious. He's, he's he's absolutely brilliant. But whenever I go there as a guest, it's funny actually. When uh, I I, I uh, took uh, Charlie and John, sorry to keep mentioning they, they were there and, and talking lost, but I mean rather one, but lost overall. Um, but they, they had lunch with us beforehand, and uh, <laughs> and um, Bruce Elliott, the chairman, stood up and said, "Well, Charlie Baker is Tim's guest." This is a good impression, by the way. Um, and uh, he, uh, he's a comedian, apparently, although I've never heard of him. And Charlie looked slightly shocked. And I said, look, don't worry, he does this to everyone. And then he went through a list of everyone. <laughs> so basically, you know, I'm, I'm sorry about the person who has to sit next to Tim. You know, so he's, he goes for everyone. <laughs> but oh, Charlie was first. I thought, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get. It sounds like it'll be very entertaining in the old post-match press conferences. I mean, yeah. really, it was all about the boys of '89, wasn't it? Who beat Coventry? But yeah. I mean, yes. you know, in the nicest possible way, that's the sort of ghost that's been laid to rest. Because it was the only thing we knew yeah. the club for, wasn't it? Really. That's right, yeah, and and, uh, and perhaps then after that, you know, Arsenal um, coming and playing in 2016, that, that great cup run we had there was another special time. Um, but this this has got to trump them all because um, 
you know, it's just it's taking the club to totally uncharted territory. We, we've we've moved up into a totally different league. It's incredible, and it is the football league. I mean, of course, what happens about the pitch now? Our, our yeah, pitch yeah. Stuff like that, we don't we don't know. I, I guess it's probably going to have to come up. Now it could be it could be sour grapes, but uh, our producer John, the talkie fan, you, you mentioned earlier on, he said it, it did. John it, Cadogan, sour grapes, wasn't it? Oh well, he, he just so he basically <laughs> yeah. said it does it does that pitch. If they kept it, would give them a real advantage. He said. It's not a very good plastic pitch either, so he is quite bitter. But very bitter. bitter. Well, well, when Arsenal came to to Sutton and they were and they were asked to comment about the plastic pitch, Arsene Wenger actually said said, "Well, to be honest, we you know we we train on these things all the time, so we we love it, you know." Mm. But, so um, I, I think that, that teams are used to, it. and also a plastic pitch back in the eighties. Remember when you used to go on a you know one of those hard weather pitches, yeah. Um, and you fell over, and, and the greys would go, you know, run up your entire body, and you'd have to be taken to hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, now they really are quite realistically. And I heard here's a stat you probably already know that even like a ground like Old Trafford is five percent plastic. Yeah. That, well, oh yeah, yeah, no, they're all the Deso pitches. He's having to get the fans there, I think. The, uh, the, <laughs> but I mean, it's a, you know, the trouble is, they will get to a stage if the communities rely so much. Uh, close yeah, I as think the, it's a shame on these pitches, but you know, maybe there is a feeling that if you're in, you know, if you're in League Two, you can have a plastic pitch if you want one. But I'm sure other League Two uh, grounds ground stop won't agree with that. But it does mean you get much more out of that, and you can do much more with a stadium, that's right. doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. It gets used throughout the week, and and um, uh, you know, if you've got a, a grass pitch, you've got to protect it for the for the um, matches on the weekends, yeah. I guess. But I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, one would listen. It's still there's still time for the football league to make an announcement. So let's hope they maybe make an announcement. We've decided it's all right to keep the plastic pitch. They can still say that if you're listening, yeah. football league. We'd like that. Yeah. It seems unlikely. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, there were 1,050 fans there yesterday, so it yeah. must have been a fantastic atmosphere. It was a really great atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting next to uh, Brian Barwick. Um, how do you pronounce it? Barwick. Or Barwick. Barwick. That's right. Yeah, Brian, Brian yeah, Barwick. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because he, he, the um, yeah he was there. He, and, uh, and actually, I, I actually wrote a joke with him, funnily enough. Oh, did you? Uh, yes, yeah, because well, an announcement came out over the tannoy system, said, well, car registration, um, uh, Alpha, Lima, 349, Romeo, da 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 and, uh, and I said, jokingly to Brian, I said, uh, please get a shorter registration number. <laughs> because it's, you know, Alpha, Lima, as always actually says Alpha and Lima. And then Brian added to it, or topped it, by saying, yeah, it's blocking the car park. And I thought, this is oh, great, we're writing material together. It's very good, yeah. We, we used to pitch comedy ideas to Brian. We never made him laugh, so you've got one over on us <laughs> when he was at ITV. Um, That's true. So, um, now, are you slightly worried that as Sutton's foremost celebrity supporter, you know, a few others might come out of the woodwork? There might be, you know, suddenly, there might be other people who are suddenly celebrity Sutton fans. Now you're a league club glory-hunting celebrities. I would have to say quite the opposite because my workload today, bizarrely, um, I get more attention from Sutton's success than I do from my, any comedy success. That I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so no. done with interviews today. <laughs> well, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. I've got to do well, ITV news after this, genuinely. I've got to go down the ground and do ITV news. Wow, it's brilliant, isn't it? You're, it's you good, are it's, Mr. It's good you become the face of Sutton United. It's, yeah, uh, I know, that's a worry, isn't it? It's marvellous. Well, Tim, uh, are you going to be back out performing soon? Yeah, well, hopefully my Plastic Elvis tour, oh, um, yeah. my Elvis tribute thing, will, will start supposedly July the 8th, the first one, in, in Worthing. But we wait, don't we, to see just what, um, you know, opening up actually means. We'll see. Mm. I want to well, come and see you on that. you were our last studio yeah. guest, so I think mm. you should be our well, first right. studio yeah. guest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. that's oh, right. Right. I'd love to come Before back. Before the yeah, lockdown, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
All right, Tim, we'll catch up with you soon. All the best. Congratulations again. Take care, Chas. Bye. Uh, Tim Vine there. Well done to Sutton. Uh, enjoy life in the Football League. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport on DAB Digital Radio and 1089 and 1053 AM. Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. The TalkSport Clips of the Week. Sort of, um, because these aren't fresh ones. These are from July 2010. A dusty old box of mini discs, if you've heard me say that before, apologies, but that's what they were. And um, we found these old clips and the production staff have been putting... They're kind of pretty uncurated. It's not gold, it's pewter. But I'm told this week there's some, uh, there's some pretty good stuff in there. So uh, let's begin with Alan Brazil with England News. Since Fabio Capello named his England squad over the weekend, two players, Paul Robinson and Wes Brom, have pulled out. Oh, OK, right, fantastic. Yeah. Wes Brom. Wes Brom. He's a lovely lad. I like to love Wes What Brom. a great player. Yeah, indeed. Over to, our, yes, over to our athletics correspondent, Mike Parry now. Now, we have got these guys like Mo Farah, got a gold in the 10,000 metres and the 5,000 metres. We've got um, uh, Philip Bodu, Philip Zodu, triple jump champion, right? Philip Zodu, <laughs> Philip Bodu, fantastic. <laughs> Philip Zodu, Bodu, yeah, I don't think that's uh, particularly right, is it? Sticking with Mr Parry, uh, here he is with a caller. Robert, you just mentioned Memphis there, so why don't you give us 10 seconds of um, Return to Memphis? No, I'm not going to sing for you. Return to Memphis. Return, Return to Memphis. To, not even the title of the song, is it? Really terrible. <laughs> this is racing expert Derek Tomo Thompson on Breakfast with Alan Brazil and Ronnie Arani. Oh, guys, today, just quickly, can I just mention it? Wolverhampton, it's Family Fun Day. They've got the Red Devils Free Fall Parachute Team flying in. They've also got a SpongeBob, is there, Ronnie? And yes. S- Square Pants. Is there? No, that's good. They've got not just SpongeBob, <laughs> but SquarePants as well. That's fantastic to have both of them there, really. That's, that's marvellous. It's brilliant. Here's yeah, a caller making a very valid point. If you don't gamble on them, you'll never know. There's no point flogging a, te- a dead horse for 50 years. If you flog a dead horse for 50 years, he's going to end up dead. Well, that's very true. It's 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 very clever that mate. Well, he well started said. he started dead, didn't he? As you started flocking him. That's, that's point, true. Really. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take a great deal of scrutiny, does it? Really, it doesn't really. No. Here's Mike Parry and Mike Graham discussing the big issues of the day. The only place in the world where German is spoken is in Germany. That's not true. It is true. Where else is it spoken? It's spoken in Austria. Austria is Germany. Blimey. <laughs> the geopolitical map redrawn by Mike Parry. What about that? Uh, Ronnie Arani now with some health advice for Mr Brazil. Told him how to get rid of gout. The easy peasy gout. You've got to go on a chicken and fish diet for a whole year. Really? No alcohol, no red wow. wine. No beer, no alcohol, full stop. Step off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Alan, you knew he was thinking that. You knew he was thinking that, but you didn't think he'd actually say it out loud. Uh, What's next, Andy? It's back to Mike Parry and Mike Graham. If you wanted to make the philosophical point, as you do go further up the greasy pole, you make more enemies. It's simple as that. Well, I'm afraid you do. And then remember, of course, the further you go up the greasy pole, once they re-grease the pole and you come down again, bang, and then you get what I would call broken anus syndrome as you hit the ground. I don't think anybody else calls it that, Mike. Uh, has never heard of since that one either. That's, uh, that's a very weird turn of phrase. Uh, this is a caller. 
goodness me. Uh, this is a caller to Alan Brazil on breakfast. And just a quick one for you. His dad has got a little bar that I've just opened, which is called Summerby's Bar. Where, so... where, where? Manchester, I'm guessing, really. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's in Liverpool. Desperately interested, son. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where? Tell me where. <laughs> exactly. And finally, mm. it's a caller to Overnights with Adrian Goldberg. Yeah, let's get a Mary, who's in uh, Ilford in Essex. Hello, Mary. Good morning, Adrian. I do. <laughs> okay, would you like me to sing a little jingle for you? Uh, well, why not? Yeah, I haven't had one so far tonight. <laughs> okay, then. Hold on. Go on. I love the Adrian Goldberg show. It's on from one to six. Lots of chatter and points of view. And then his bag of tricks. He's fantastic. But you'll agree. Pick up the phone and see. 0771 233344 around the same time next week. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Andy? Have you ever heard of main character energy? Main this character energy? Is this, are they going to save oh, me a fortune on my, on my, on my electricity <laughs> no. and gas bill? <laughs> they could be. Are they it's in the meme. conference plate? It's the biggest meme for Generation Z. It's oh, okay. been used over five billion times on Tic Tac. Tic Tac, really? Yeah, TikTok. that's fine. You Not love it. For, for the racing that's fans. One. That's the betting one. Is yeah. that the betting one, Tic Tac? Yeah. <laughs> People making daft videos about gambling. It's brilliant. <laughs> Countless social media videos share this romanticizing voiceover. No, that's it. You have to start romanticizing your life. You have to start thinking of yourself as the main character. So you are, the, your life is like, a drama and you are the main character in the drama yeah. I'm not even best supporting actor your life is a drama I'm not, though I'm not, even, I'm not even an extra in mine you can I mean <laughs> often coming into the studio you can do, you can do at least ten things that I wouldn't do in a lifetime so I think well, you'd be very good on that you know, your, life is, your life is a full on drama and, um, and do you see that Fatty from the Bash Street Kids has been renamed Freddy I think he was always called Freddy, but no one called him it. I think they've just decided that, you know, it's a bit... I think they should call him un- Flaky, it's a bit, as in Snowflake. It's a, it's a bit unkind on old Fatty, really, so they have, is, they have really. done away with that. I'm so, I'm so um, football, I'm always looking for stories, uh, Andy, in the papers that I can oh, share Oh, yeah, I know that you. feeling, yeah. Um, and then I thought, I read this thing, it said, uh, part of a 2,000-year-old Celtic horse harness, I'm thinking, 2,000? And then I thought, oh, it's Celtic. It's Celtic, really. <laughs> I just read that. As, I just immediately read that, as, that read that as uh, Celtic. I can't help myself, really. Well, some some people, honestly, the way they look at footballers and football. Mark Roberts of Northampton has written yeah. about Harry Kane. He said, "What an ungrateful footballer Harry Kane is, stressing out Spurs and their fans with his desire to leave. If he had any loyalty and decency, he'd stay and try to win trophies." Yeah. 
Well, I think he's been trying to do that for about the last four yeah. years. I mean, he? I think most, even most Tottenham fans wouldn't necessarily agree <laughs> with that. Some, some might say. Uh, the really? big story of the day, of course, uh, featured in, in on page three of the Sun. That's no, not that. It's uh, a bloke finds massive chip. Um, McCain's press department have, have, have really this has been a rich scene for them because oh, yeah. they obviously a bit like um, the golden ticket in a Willy Wonka chocolate bar they've been putting in a massive chip and on the off have. chance that the person who finds it now if I found a really long chip in a bag of chips I'd eat it I wouldn't That's necessarily I ring a national <laughs> newspaper but they work on the basis if they put a long chip in every bag like about a foot long um, yeah. at least someone will phone up the newspaper, and I was just interested in the anatomy of a story like this, how how it gets into a national newspaper. All I'm thinking is uh, Richard Lay Flurry, known as Mac in the dressing room, 27, <laughs> who found this 8.1-inch, brackets, 20.5-centimetre mm. chip in his bag of chips. As I said, rather than eating it, thought said to his missus, you know, I might, I might ring the sun with this big chip. And they're saying, well, why would they, why would it's a national news? Why would that be interesting to be? Oh, they've had old. Oh, they've been doing big chips for ages now. So he phones up and speaks to James Somper, who's the person who wrote this piece, and said, "Hello, is that James Somper? I'm Richard Layflurry. I've got an eight-inch chip in my bag of chips." And he's yeah. saying, "Well, okay, give me all the details." So he takes all the details, and can you send a picture of yourself holding it with a kind of comedy face? And he said, "Yeah, I can." He said, "Well, I can't promise anything. It really depends on if it's a quiet news day or not." So they're all sitting there in the office, and uh, somebody comes over from the editorial staff. Said, "You got anything today, James?" He said, "Not really. It's a bit quiet." He said, "We probably need about sixty, seventy words. Yeah, just anything with a little comedy picture." I've got a giant chip, got a giant McCain chip, not another yeah, one. Well, that's all I've got, really. I've got 80 words, Richard Layflurry's found a big chip. That's it. That's really all I've got. And they said, no, leave it, leave it. And then suddenly, a minute left, something happened, uh, and they said, yeah, we need we need your big chip. So in it went. So that's the only it's kind fantastic. of system I can think of. Something ends up in the, in the national press. Oh, yeah. Right now. I, the other day, I was, I was eating some twiglets, and uh, one of them remarkably had four legs and a head. It was like a little dog. Oh yeah! So I took a I took a photo of it because mm-hmm. it was such an unusual. I said to the wife, "Look at this! Look at this!" Send it to James really... Somper. I did, and I was going to send it to the paper, and I just thought, "Oh, this is really stupid." And I'm it's not. not it's this. gold. You could you could gold. go viral with that. You could honestly, you could you could make a fortune from it with your little with your little dog shaped <laughs> novelty. That would be good. Then if you saw that picture of twin pictures of J Lo uh, going to the gym. And yeah. uh, she was carrying a, a water bottle. It was so big. Really? She might as well carry a bucket. I don't know what, <laughs> how much water do you need? That would be you great. Mistake. A pail. <laughs> Taking a pail of water. That would be like fantastic, milk, wouldn't it? Two. Yeah. You notice that? The, the drinks bottles of the stars. I mean, they, they, they dehydrate massively. Why do they dehydrate so much? I've got no idea. But, um, yeah, just buy you a see, small bottle and top it up a lot. That's, that's the secret, that's what you really. Could do. Yeah. You see Erling Haaland. And, uh, on his way to uh, the Monaco, the Monaco Grand Prix, Grand dressed as Andy Prix Pandy. Yeah, <laughs> lovely look. Yeah. What is it with people? Why would you dress like that? Yeah. With how? Whoever designed that, honestly, forget it. And how you actually sold it? It's a miracle, really, yeah, indeed. And uh, yeah, still, there you go. Uh, just uh, on, a, on, a, on a football point, Andy, I, I think yeah. a very good point made by uh, uh, Brentford. Um, making the point that uh, they had 20,000 people at the FA Cup, you were part of the Mandy the other week. Two weeks later, yeah. with things moving on and more people vaccinated, uh, the playoffs are going to be uh, restricted to uh, just 10,000 fans, apparently. 
So uh, I don't get that, yeah. and I don't get also that Ascot. I was reading today that Ascot and uh, the Derby can only have four thousand fans. Uh, I mean, it's a big open space. Mm. I think there needs to be so much more common sense with all this. You know, once you've had 20,000 at Wembley, mind you, it was very, to be fair to the FA, that was a, a real experiment. It was, everybody had to have tests and the whole bit. It was quite a performance. But mm. I'm sure Brentford fans and Swansea fans would be quite happy to go through all that, the chance to see their team in the playoff final. Yeah, there you and, go. in terms of atmosphere anyway. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, we're back tomorrow with a bit of an England World, uh, sorry, England Euros squad announcement special with Stuart Pearce with us in the studio. If you can tune in, it'd be lovely if you can join us for one. If not, the podcast will be available around five. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talk Sport. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 